Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. All right, boxing fans, let's go ahead and crack through our weekend of boxing here. I'm recording this a little bit early just because I want to get it out of the way before my idiot neighbors start their partying nonsense. Got a couple of updates here at the top. Connor Band, who's failed a drug test and actually had failed two of them, apparently, for clomiphene. If you don't know clomiphene, clomiphene is actually an infertility drug for women. However, when used in men, it tends to boost testosterone levels, and many athletes use it when they're cycling off of PEDs to mask PED usage. And the theory is that he may have been trying to cycle and just mistimed it, got screwed up. Well, after this all came out, the fight was canceled with Chris Eubank Jr. Everybody celebrated because nobody felt like that was a good idea. So now that the fight was off, the British board, this is the BBBFC, they launched a formal inquiry to UCAD. What happened was Vada was initially on deck. They're the ones that reported the failed test. It got released through the Daily Mail. Nobody knows who leaked it. My theory is that English, Chris Eubank Sr., may have done so when he saw that his son was going to be put up to this and may have leaked it so that it would get the fight canceled. I can't prove it. I'm saying that's my theory. But then UCAT came out and they said, no, we, we passed him. He's clear, he's clean, and we should be able to go forward. Now, the UCAD is the official one for the BBBFC. So this created this, with Hearn, this created this fiasco to say, well, this is your own thing, saying it's good to go. But then Vada says no. So you should be listening to the UCAD. UCAD's the one they listen to. Bottom line, he failed the drug test. And so now it's this whole big scandal. I've not seen anything like this since like Jarrell Big Baby Miller when he popped for like three PEDs or freaking Roy Jones with the rip fuel way back in the day. I've never seen anything like this. This is nuts. But, you know, like Wilder had said, there's a video ages ago. And he said, cause, you know, am I was going to do these PEDs? He's just going to do it. And this is what we're seeing. So... That's being investigated. It's not a done deal. It's still being looked into, and nobody knows what the heck's going on, but it's a black eye, not just for the sport, but on Ben, Nigel Ben, Connor Ben. Nigel Ben himself came out and said, no, my son is clean. If his son's not clean, it looks bad for him and taints every single one of Connor Ben's wins. People were talking about how Connor Ben had been dropped by, as they describe it, a binman, uh, just a, a regular journeyman dropped him like twice in one of his earlier fights, and he wasn't anywhere near as muscular. And then later he had this, dramatic change in, phys in physique and it was just knocking guys out and then of course uh chris van heerden he recently came out did an interview and he was saying you know he had been hit by some of the strongest punchers and it's true chris van heerden has been in with some bombers including errol spence and including boots ennis and he even said that boots ennis's punch just the power certainly it was power but he had never felt anything like what connor ben hit him with and chris algeri we know what happened there i thought chris algeri died in the ring there's all this smoke around Conor Ben. We don't know what's going to happen, but we have to let time pass and see what's going to happen there. Bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder. He's making his comeback, of course, this weekend. He's going to be fighting Robert Hellenius and their friends, so I don't expect him to try to get a body on the record or any of this. I expect it's going to be a decent fight until Wilder gets the knockout punch. People say Hellenius has a chance. I don't see that. And they did the weigh-in, and Wilder came in roughly about 214 pounds, 214 and a half pounds. Just to put it in perspective, when he fought Tyson Fury, this is the third fight. He was in there at like 200 and close to 240 pounds. And people were like, why are you coming in so strong? And it's because he had put a lot of bulk, a lot of muscle bulk on. 
and he didn't need it. So he was nowhere near as fast and fluid as, and so the expectation probably was he was just going to go in there and out bully Tyson Fury, which probably wasn't going to work. He did good. Certainly he did, but I think this is a good weight for him. This 215, 216, somewhere around there is a good way for Wilder. I expect we're going to see a refreshed Wilder. We need to see where his mind's at, certainly. And here, because they're friends, I don't expect there's going to be like a war, probably a boring type dance, you know, maybe something like Wilder and Audley Harrison. That's what people think is going to happen there. Other fights we got this weekend, of course, Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall, the fight that got delayed the first time at middleweight action on ESPN Plus and Sky Sports. That's happening. I already talked about this one at length. I just simply said that ultimately, if, if Marshall lands, we got to see how Shields takes it. That's the story of this fight. Shields, all she really can do is outbox Marshall. She can certainly do that. People expect her to do that. I'm saying that if she decides to go to war, as she has done in fights past, Savannah Marshall certainly has a chance. That's all I'm saying. I'm not dismissing either. I'm saying that Marshall's power is legit. Marshall can absolutely spark Shields out, and it would be an absolute shocker for Marshall to spark Shields out. It wouldn't be as much a shocker for Shields to outbox Marshall because we know that Shields is a really good boxer. The thing is, can she keep Marshall off her long enough to outbox her for the full 10? That's the story of that fight, in my opinion. Of course, Michaela Mayer is going to be fighting Baumgartner at Super Featherweight Action. Same thing, ESPN Plus, Sky Sports. I talked about this fight before. I said that I think Michaela Mayer is just going to show she's just that much better of a boxer than Baumgartner. Baumgartner has power, though. She's legit on the power. That's Again, it's the same thing. It comes down to... Does Michaela get caught and how she handled it? Michaela's been caught before, and she's handled it very well. I still believe Michaela Mayer is going to win this virtually easy. With Wilder Hellenius, I talked about it. It's just I feel like it's just going to be Wilder getting a knockout at some point. That's not to dismiss Hellenius. It's just Wilder is, I think he's on a different level as a fighter, and people don't give him that credit because they don't think he's that good of a boxer. He actually has good boxing skills. He chooses not to use them. He doesn't feel like he needs it. He uses the equalizer. But in the third fight against Fury, he was doing much more at first. He was jabbing to the body. He was setting up traps. And that's how he was able to drop Fury, I believe it was twice. So Wilder has it in him to box. He chooses not to, which I think is to his detriment. Because so far, he's just been able to walk through guys. But like with the first Stavern fight, he was boxing smart and he was doing great. He can. He just chooses not to. I think that he's going to pull out some of that against Selenius until he chooses to knock Selenius out. That's not a ding against Selenius. I just call real as it is. So-called sweet hands, or as I call them, no hands. Caleb Plants making his return finally after the loss to Canelo. He's fighting Anthony Durrell. Durrell's been in the game a long time. Nobody expects Durrell to be able to beat Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant is the strong favorite. This is a middleweight action. It's on Fox Sports pay-per-view. This is a PBC fight. I, I, I don't think negatively, and I don't want people to think I do, of either guy. I just, Plant is overrated in my eyes. Darrell is a little bit over the hill. He's an older guy, so I think it's a waste of a fight. That's all I'm saying. I just, I, it's one of those fights that feels like, well, why? Why the heck do we have to have this dang fight? I understand there's a, certainly an audience for some of this, uh, you know, from an action perspective. Like, Darrell will bring the action. So I'm not worried about that. I just think that Plant's going to try to make it boring. And if he makes it boring, then whatever it is. Of course, we got boring-ass Frank Sanchez. He's making his return. I don't like this guy, but he's fighting Carlos Negron. Carlos Negron, I like him. He's an older guy, but I like him. I like his style. I like his pace. He's coming off a knockout loss, so that's probably why he was picked for to make boring-ass Frank Sanchez look good. Because here's the thing. If Sanchez can't knock this guy out and he boxes to another boring decision like he seems to always do, all it's going to do is cause people to stop 
calling for him to get shown. He shouldn't be on this freaking card, in my opinion. This is one of those where he should be on, like, Friday Night Fights guy. He's not. It's not that he didn't have skill. He's boring. He's not interesting to see. He never will be. It is what it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I am cheering Negron, but I expect that Sanchez will deal with Negron probably with a boxing masterclass. If you want to see it, it's on that same Fox Sports pay-per-view. It's on the undercard at heavyweight. Or if you're local in New York, it's at the Barclays Center. Then we get the return of Michael Rivera. Michael Rivera, I like him as a good fighter. He's fighting Jerry Perez. Same undercard of this at lightweight action. And by the way, if you're in the UK listening to this, you will need to dial into Fight TV. That's F-I-T-E dot TV if you want to see these fights because it's, whatever reason, only being broadcast on Fight TV in the UK. I can't tell you why. That's just what it is. If you are in the local area, you can check it out at the Barclays Center in New York. Again, I I think the world of Michael Rivera, I think he's a great fighter, young kid, um, nice kid. He gets it done very well, arguably. He's not been in the game very long, but he has way more experience uh, than Jerry Perez by far. I expect a blowout, possibly a knockout in the before the sixth round. It's a 10-round fight. Of course, Mr. Gary Antonio Russell, and he's fighting Emmanuel Rodriguez. And I talked about this fight on one of the previous. This is bantamweight action. Same undercard, same local. I'm not... I like Gary Antonio Russell. I do. Good kid. Very nice guy. Uh, I do like Emmanuel Rodriguez, believe it or not. Uh, I think he's a great person in, in Tide. And I think it's a good fight. It's just that Rodriguez seems to have been slipping as of late. So I expect that Russell's going to be able to deal with him in short order and it won't last too long. Or it's going to go the distance and it'll be a wide decision, is my opinion. Then we have Jazza Dickens. Jazza Dickens is going to be in action against Lerato Lamini. I've never heard of either guy. It's a featherweight action. This is out in Liverpool, so Olympia. In Liverpool, um, I don't even know if it's televised. Frankly, if it is, I don't know where or how. I've never heard of either guy, so I'm not going to speak on it because I don't want to do them a disservice. Then on Sunday, we've got the big fight. This is Devin the Dream Haney. Rematch against George CM Punk Cambosas Jr. for the Unified Lightweight Titles 12-round fight being broadcast on ESPN and Fight TV for the UK fans. I said that I don't see any way that Cambosas is going to be able to deal with Haney. I believe Haney's too good of a boxer, and it's going to be a repeat of what we saw before, if not possibly a quit. Like, people are like, what? I think Haney is just one of those frustrating fight styles where you just get frustrated fighting him. That's my call on this business. I do think it's worth watching, if for no other reason than to see. First, about do I get it right? I think I get it right, and we'll see what happens there. The undercard of this one, I'm going to briefly go through that one. I talked about it, the Maloney brothers, of course, uh, Andrew and Jason, they're in action. I talked about Norberto Jimenez, Kaikana uh, I talked about. They also have uh, women's fights, Johnson versus Ramadan. I don't know either of them. I don't want to do them to service, but the undercard's not great, certainly, but I figure it's probably going to be action-packed. So I, if if you had to choose, I think the Sunday event, the uh, one on ESPN and Fight TV, H- uh, Haney Cambosis Jr. and its undercards is probably going to be superior to the PBC Fox Sports pay-per-view one by far. Like if you had to think of where you put your money, and if you're a fight fan, you're going to get both. I'm saying if you had to pick one, I, I figure that the ESPN one is going to be way better in terms of overall action and getting the bang for your buck than the PBC one. That's my gut. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. 
Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.